Aye. Now is the best time for gab and chatter. You're too slow, you dullard. See to your duties. Well, sir, it's one of them podcasts. Side talks. Oh, Corey, let's pause for a second. All right. What the hell are we doing right now? <laughs> Do you even know? <laughs> uh, well, we are uh, imitating the film The Lighthouse from 2019, directed by Robert Eggers. Just seemed appropriate for our 100th episode. We've been threatening to do this for a while. We've been in isolation uh, for, you know, more than a year at this point. So we've got a few surprises for you in this episode, including this intro, but who you be? Uh, I be Kari Craft. Who you be? I be Rachel Morgan. Let's get to tending this lighthouse. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's have ye toast. Over a bottle of this rot gut. <laughs> And this was a bit of a backfire. My champagne was a screw-off. I, I, I spared no expense. Uh, whenever a champagne bottle pops, my friend Carmen always says it's my mating call. <laughs> so anyway, um, we're going to add a little a sound effect for y'all so we spare no expense at Boutwell, at least. Um, cheers, everybody. Should pale death with trouble dread make the ocean caves our bed? God who hearst the surge, roll <laughs> deign to save the supplicant soul. It's your 100 episodes. Bad luck to leave a toast unfinished, lad. A person who don't drink best have their reasons. Now let's get on with it. Get ready for a five-minute fight. Five-minute round one fight. fight. You know what it's time for? Well, I know what it's usually time for. It's usually time for a five-minute fight. But this is our 100th episode, so we's going to do an eight-minute fight. We're supersizing the fight because we're talking about a really long and massive movie, so we need a really long and massive fight. And that shit show of a film is Titanic. Go we're ahead sticking and start with a nautical the fucking theme. timer, apparently, because we're coming out hot right out of the gates. Timer this. has started. Just quit stalling on this bitch. All right. This is a great movie. I said so a couple episodes ago. Um, I know what you're going to say. You're going to say it's silly. It's sentimental. It's cheesy. It's got the song that everybody's you know preoccupied with. Um, I'm going to say that as a defense, that doesn't matter. None of that stuff matters because what James Cameron does in Titanic is elemental, you know, Cinema. It is no. the preeminent sort of 90s disaster movie. It is uh, a true achievement in set design, uh, in visual effects, in just making a massive movie connect with people. I think this is a great movie. Is it cheesy as hell? Of course it's cheesy as hell. But people like things that are cheesy as hell. I mean, this movie is basically a cartoon at points. You uh, cannot come so strong in support of this film and be like, eh, about fucking Titanic. I mean, about fucking uh, Twilight. Sorry, tease. Yes, I can. Yes, tease, I can. And, because, and here's why. Here's why. Because Twilight does not have a giant-ass ship sinking to the bottom oh of the ocean and a bunch of, like, disaster no, stuff No, but it, it has, like, vampires climbing trees and, and friggin' werewolves eating You weapons. just made my case no, listen, for me. Let's... Listen, this thing is 194 minutes. Yeah, it's great. That is three. I've done, I'm not good at math, but that is 3.23 hours. Three hours and 14 we, minutes. We don't need it to be that long. This I thing disagree. should be an hour and 45 minutes. Could I'm wearing be a, I'm wearing a fake mustache right now. This thing should be an hour and a half, an hour and 45 minutes. You know what we don't need? 
The old lady story. No, it's good. We do not need the old. It's good. That does and here's not need why. to be woven in there. It's not good. And we get Bill Paxton in there, and that's why it's good. No. And Bill Paxton and all his get science nerds are just like, this is how the Titanic sank. And it establishes all of that so that when the Titanic starts to sink, we already know hey. the scientific stuff that's already happening. We So we just sit back we and we're just to. like, for that entire hour and 45 minutes, second VHS tape of Titanic. It's two VHS tapes, this thing. We... James Cameron, make a documentary and make a feature film narrative. Like, do not, don't try to combine the two. We know that you're Strong a ti- we know that you're a Titanic historian. We appreciate that you sent a camera under the ocean and went looking for plates and shit. But we don't need this story intertwined. We just want one story. And also, of all the stories on the Titanic that actually were on the Titanic, uh-huh. right? The couple that laid down in bed together and went down with the ship. Yeah. The band playing on. They like. The, all the errors that the captain made, probably all kinds of research that we don't hear about rise to the top of what actually happened on that ship. And you come up with the stupidest, dumbest storyline about these two characters that meet each other. Oh, it's basically Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, it is. And that's, so that's why it works. Dumb. It, that's why it works. That's exactly why it works because it's, it is archetypal. It is a toxic relationship in which he comes across like it is not meet he cute. Crawls when he crawls inter- real good. When he interrupts a fucking suicide, that is not a meet cute, Corey. It's so stupid. No, she is. You know, she's the desperate, poor little rich girl. Uh-huh. We're talking, oh. of course, about Kate Winslet, who is fantastic. And in calls this movie. the Titanic a slave ship. Fantastic, which is in this highly movie. inappropriate. Well, okay, so she is a little like, you know, I'm, I'm not going to defend the screenplay at all points in this movie, but. You know, she she meets this bohemian artist, Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio, um, who's <laughs> I just, just won. like I just won. No, he, he's just like I a just go wherever artist. I just go wherever the winds take me, man. He you doesn't know, I, feel like he's of this era. He feels like he's been plucked out of two thousand and two. Well, this movie came out in nineteen ninety seven. I know it so. seems future. Oh God, <laughs> he seems future, Leo. Um, you know, he's poor. She's got money. She's also got a cartoonishly evil fiance played by Billy Zane, who's which a is one-sided, amazing flat villain who has no three-dimensionality to them whatsoever. Again, not disagreeing with so that, but dumb. it works because it's a cartoon. It works because it is so base and silly. Let me pause for a second. Okay, all right. Here are some examples of dialogue. The f- look, the film itself, the way it looks, perfectly competent. I'm not going to argue with the with that. I'm going to argue it's with the performance. Look, I'm going to argue movie, with the okay. performance. The, the ship actually sinking in that those minutes that was very cool. But the act, the direction, the performances, the writing, terrible, terrible, terrible. And at this budget, everything should the be direction pitch fucking is incredible perfect. No, in this it's movie. not. What are you Dialogue. talking about? I'm flying, Jack. Actually, gets said. I'm the king in the world, which I get. I absolutely know that Leo ad libbed that. Cut it out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Draw me like one of your French girls. That's a and great line. Terrible. It's line. a great line. Sick, disgusting. And then James Cameron is like fancies himself an illustrator and actually draws the Kate Winslet picture, which is when he turns it around, it's comical. Everybody laughs out loud. If you want to come to the table and support this thing as being a ridiculous hodgepodge shit show of a film that is funny at the level of something like a Twilight, I might be on board Outrageous. with it. But this is not a great. This is not great filmmaking. It's great filmmaking. If only on a technical level. I I do think it's great filmmaking beyond that, too, because I think James Cameron, he was he was savvy enough to make a movie that has everything for everybody. 
Um, Didn't I, have anything for me. Well, you know. Jack saved me. He saved me. But you saw this it's in gross. theaters, I imagine. I did see it in theaters. Yeah, so, you know, he got your money. So, you know. he do- Oh, that's what. That's how you laugh. think you're going to win no, this? But, but, because but, James Cameron, that douchebag, had the laugh, last laugh? But Come on. what I'm saying is, like, this was the preeminent cinematic spectacle of its entire decade. And there it's is something to be said for that because it's it lives up to is that. Silly. Like, I, somebody could shake a toddler awake right now and they could write this film. Yeah, yeah. Because score you know, is whatever. stupid. Okay, you just admitted that. It's, the score is terrible. The music is terrible. And no, don't, you, don't it's make good. me do it, Corey. Don't make me do it. Even Kate Winslet said sing? she can't. You can sing along? Yeah. Wherever you are. It's t- Did the it's song so get overplayed? Fucking... Of course the song got overplayed. And then when the old lady drops the fucking necklace in it's the great. water and it's makes great. the oops she, noise, she, it she... just it makes it's it's cringeworthy. She it's reunites a... with her lover um in the afterlife and they're on the Titanic and it's great and everybody cries and then everybody comes to see this and they movie drop a million dollar 14 thing more the... times. Um you know what? Old Rose's narration is weird. It's good. She's it doesn't Gloria sound Stewart's like an really old good in this person. movie. It sound it's it's strange. It do, it doesn't fit the tone. Ugh. It's and also you know how I feel about voiceover. We don't need it throughout the film. How many crutches does James Cameron need to use in this film? Because it seems like crutch after crutch after crutch after crutch. Yeah, but he rebuilt like so many uh, rooms on the Titanic and the deck of the Titanic. And then just like the recreation of that is more than enough to sustain the movie beyond the silliness of the screenplay. I mean, I'm saying like the screenplay was one of the things for which this movie was not nominated for an Oscar. It was nominated I for an Oscar why. for everything else. Look, I'm not going to defend the screenplay. I'm saying that it doesn't matter that the screenplay isn't very good because everything else is amazing. And, I mean, the other thing is, like, that doesn't – there's no trajectory of a relationship here. Mm-hmm. I just think that there's a way that you that you draw these characters and that you draft this thing to make it feel a little more realistic. Why is everything so extra? Why does he have to win the ticket to get on the boat? Well, it's just it's, – it's so, like – it reminds me of like script writing 101 and on day one when you go over, here are the things that you don't do. Yeah, here like, are the plot devices. Just don't do them. Just don't. It, it, every, basically, you watch Titanic and you can just skip that class. Well, one, Cameron didn't get notes for this, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure that if he had, they'd be like, okay, listen, uh, you don't need the cartoonishly villainous uh, fiance. You don't need the um, Italian stereotype best friend. Um, Sam Corey's halfway through his glass of champagne, and he's just supporting me right now. Yeah, like all the reasons that Corey listed for why he, it's a great movie are the, all the reasons that I hate it. So, <laughs> God, <laughs> uh, Rachel said Billy Zane is one-dimensional and terrible. Completely agree. It's just a joke. Um, the entire movie was to fund James Cameron's own journey into the Marianas <laughs> Trench. Uh, like he doesn't give a shit about the like. So there is room on the board for both of them theories. Like he just wanted to explore the ocean, and the entire joke is on us for putting up with it. The four-hour runtime. When all I wanted to do is explore the ocean. It romanticizes tragedy. The budget is a huge waste of time and money. And she dropped the thing in the ocean at the end. Like, what's the point? And it's probably on TNT right now. But yeah, once again, it's a huge waste of time. Bad movie. Rachel wins. <laughs> Whatever. That's a slow clap. Yeah, that's, that's a fine. Slow clap. That's fine. That's fine. Y'all wrong. Okay, I have to ask Brad, can you put the remix to... Uh, my heart will go house on. Just music. a house Remix. music right here. 
It's the 100th episode. And uh, just know that while you're listening to that, we're drinking champagne. We are champagne. It makes that loss, which I feel like... Uh, you don't care. ...was some bullshit. Uh, you know it's makes not Makes it good. go down more smooth. And now, fast film terms. Hey. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Here's Arg. Who are? Are we? Best are we... film terms. Ah, okay. All right. I see what you're doing there. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you salty sea yeah. dog. Uh, the lion dog. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. We This is just well off the rails. I've got a fast film term for you today, and that film term is Cinerama. Oh, cool. Yeah. And, you know, RIP to Arclight, right? Um, yeah, allegedly. I mean, uh, it'll, mm, you know. You got to imagine that the dome will be back. But uh, le- let's hope so. The Hollywood I mean, Dome surely. is probably the most famous uh, venue to see movies in the Cinerama format. Well, get right? back in damn character when you say this. Our, our, the, the Hollywood Dome, may she rest in peace under the, <laughs> the waves. Um, what, <laughs> is even, cin- what is Cinerama? Cin- anyway? Cinerama is the. Uh, a process of simultaneous filming uh, by three cameras um, and them cameras be pointed at different angles and then uh, be projected by three of them synchronized projectors and, and do then be see- shown on a curved screen. We's learning today. Yes. Well, I got one for you. All right. It's a follow focus. Okay. What's that? Then there's a shot <laughs> where focus be changed while she's shooting to correspond with the moment of the subject. Okay. Yes, yeah. that's them fast film well, terms. That makes sense. I mean, our. <laughs> Reflections. I mean, it's only appropriate. Sure. When chimes. That we do a Reflections on our 100th episode. That's right. So what would you like to reflect about, Corey? Anything, uh, any thoughts here after we've, we've had 100? Well, uh, who who would have thought? Who would have who <laughs> thought? thought? Who would have thought? Uh, 100 episodes, not me, that's for sure. Cheers. Uh, we are still drinking champagne. We are still drinking champagne. Let's, um, uh, let's talk a little bit about maybe what all has happened since episode one. Oh, Jeez. Jesus. Oh, boy. Well, what has happened? Um, did we start the podcast before the cinema opened? Yeah. My God. Am I wrong about that, Brad? Yeah, yeah I think it, it was, was shortly before. It was but shortly before. before. We started the podcast before the cinema opened. The cinema opened. Then we had, you know, the 2019 Sidewalk Film Festival shortly after that. And I got to tell you, we were you know, pretty much on top of the world. We were pretty much on top of the world. Um, uh, and, and then shortly after that, you know, my programming partner, Kyle McKinnon, um, resigned from Sidewalk and to do other things. Yep. But um, that was a bit unexpected. I've talked about that in a previous episode um, many, many episodes ago. So that was unexpected and, and interesting. So, yeah. And then. Well, what happened after that? <laughs> I don't even remember. We, we ran, we ran the, the cinema for a little while. And then all of a sudden in March 2020, the craziest fucking thing happened. Oh, and just a little global pandemic. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the whole COVID-19 phenomenon, but let me tell you, put a damper on things somewhat. Put a little damper on things at the cinema, and then we had a drive-in festival, and we, uh, we did that. And then um, as we reopened the cinema with Tenet, the entire landscape of film distribution shifted very quickly, and we're still dealing with, with that moment. Yep. So, man, uh, I don't know if it's possible that more could potentially change in <laughs> our worlds um, from episode one to 100 unless we, you know, 
brought James Cameron back in here and had some sort of a <laughs> nuclear situation, which Titanic being the uh, the only film that doesn't mention or show nuclear weapons in some way, shape, or form, right? Of his? Yeah, of his? yeah, it might be. Yeah. So, yeah. Aside from that, I mean, I can't imagine more sea change over eh, see, uh, over the course of sticking with the theme here over the course of a hundred episodes. Pretty interesting stuff. Been a wild time, that's for sure. Um, but you know, this podcast took a little bit of a hiatus after COVID because you know we had a bunch of stuff to figure out, and you know we wanted to make sure we were safe. But then we came back, and and you know we we moved to this shorter episode. Um, format, which I think has been kind of a boon um, creatively for the podcast. And, and I think it's it's kept things interesting. And also, you know, we've just gotten pretty crazy with it, which I enjoy. I appreciate that. And we've seen segments come and go. I mean, clearly Kyle's Corner was one that I really loved a lot. And we, we heard and saw go. And then Phone a Friend came, came shortly after that, Pick a City. Um, so some stuff retired, some new stuff. I don't know. We're just going to keep changing stuff up. Evolution, yeah. Yeah. We, we've been putting the filmmaker lightning round in a headlock. And anyway, <laughs> um, lots of interesting changes. I look forward to, um, if Boutwell will tolerate, tolerate us, the next 100 episodes. 100 so. more. And if anybody out there has listened to all 100, first of all, we are so sorry. Um, <laughs> you, you have our sympathies. Uh, email us and let us know that you've listened to all 100. My wife Mom. has listened to all of them. <laughs> yeah. So. Anyway, I think, uh, I don't know, you have anything to add? I just... No, it's just a pleasure. I just, I, I just, I genuinely love coming to record this. Me too. I really do. Me too. Um, you know, obviously, you and I don't see eye to eye on a lot of things no. cinema related. Eye to eye. Yeah, but 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 you know, that's that's not a problem. We have our different opinions, and that you know leads to a fun, uh, the the five minute fight segment, like the one I just uh, lost needlessly and um uh all sorts of other things but but regardless i mean you know uh we can have differing opinions and we do have differing opinions and i think that makes for a better listen to be honest i think that that's uh you know it, i wouldn't want to do a podcast with some dude i agreed with like you know 99% of the time cuz what you know it's just an echo chamber who needs that so, so true. Yeah. So, true. so so I I love it and you keep me on my toes and make me right, like bitch. try to think about how to justify my weird opinions <laughs> when right. I need to. Um and you know, it's great. Long list of people to thank too. Thanks to Lisa. Mm-hmm. Thanks to Charlie. Absolutely. Thanks to Brad and everybody at Boutwell. Yep. Thanks to folks who've done our interviews in the past, Melody Sisk and Farrah White. Absolutely. Um, who am I forgetting? Sam. Right thanks to Sam, of course. Who, who keeps who notes and I thank sometimes thanks to Sam. <laughs> yeah, not today. Thanks to our executive director Chloe Cook for tolerating us and letting us do this podcast. And Chloe, and Chloe also just, listening. Yeah, Chloe just texted us like right before we started uh, recording about a previous episode of the podcast. Yeah. So, um, and I know I'm forgetting a lot of folks, but you know nobody likes to listen to list of names unless you're on them. So yeah. What are you doing? Um, accepting an Academy Award right now? I know. But <laughs> thanks to all those folks who've who've uh, contributed to the podcast because we appreciate it. So um, here's to a hundred going away and and a hundred one coming soon. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, man. Thanks for listening to this very special episode of Side Talks, our 100th episode. What? 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 
What? What? What? We're what? not done yet, what? right? I've still got my mustache on. I'm uh. drinking champagne. Let Neptune strike you dead, Winslow. Hark! Hark! Trenton, hark! Bellows bid our father, the Sea King, arise from the depths full foul in his fury black waves steaming with salt from the smother this young mouth with pungent slime to choke ye! Engorging your organs till ye turn vile, bloated with brine and screaming no more! Only when he crowned and cockle shells with slithering tentacles, tail, and steaming beard, take up his fell befined arm! His coral-tined trident screeches banshee-like in the tempest and plunges right through your gullet, bursting ye a, blow, a bulging bladder no more, but a blasted bloody film now, a nothing for the harpies and the souls of dead sailors to peck and claw and feed upon only to be lapped up and swallowed by the infinite waters of the dread emperor himself, forgotten to any man, to any time, forgotten to any god or devil, forgotten even to the sea for any stuff or part of Winslow. Even any scantling of your soul is Winslow no more, but is now itself the sea. Hark! Oh, thank you for listening. <laughs> if you made it this far, oh boy, we're going to buy you a pizza. We're your own personal cinematic mermaid and seagull. <laughs> I've got to, still got the seagull on my shoulder. I, that's six on one. Six and what is it? Six. Six of one six and half a dozen one. of the yeah, other. There you go. Yep. Anyway, thanks about Wall Studios, sidewalkfest.com at Sidewalk Film. Oh, this was 100. Hark. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.